Alright, so today, episode three, I'm here with the one and only Mike Chabala! For those that don't know and have been out of the loop, Mike uh, was uh, is a former Dynamo player, uh, was playing defense, right, if I'm not yeah. mistaken? Yep. Um, played in D.C. for a while, played with Portland for a while, Yep. and he's now retired, and so he's, uh, I just finished getting drained with his work out here. He's got an awesome thing, and again, so these first few episodes are going to be about Houstonians, um, and, and this is a Houstonian I want you to meet. Mike, thank you for uh, allowing me to do this with you. Yeah, brother, thanks for coming and, uh, and working out with us today. Yeah. And thanks for having it, me on. It was an hour and a half, strong, and I'm drained, and you seem like you took it like nothing. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, what, what led to Sphere? What, how, how did this idea come about? Uh, I, I mean, it's just a story of, uh, of, of a, you know, just a soccer player from an early age, just being able to, you know, travel the world and explore, um, you know, the world like through uh, passing a ball. I mean, growing up in California, I was very fortunate to be able to travel the world playing on youth national teams. Um, you know, I lived in abroad in Austria, did a lot of technical work there. You know, obviously always trying to play professionally and being fortunate enough to play for 10 years or so in Major League Soccer. There's just like series of workouts and um, and training that like I, I acquired. And through that time, I mean, one of the strengths of me as a player was always my fitness and something I, I enjoy doing. Um, anyways, to kind of fast forward that, really the the ending of my career was not exactly like planned, I would say. And so when that happened, I was kind of forced to start figuring out what else I wanted to do. I always felt like I had, you know, this just this edge about me that I didn't really like conforming and following, you know, directions. I mean, playing in a club uh, with Dominic Kinnear, everything was very regimented and um, you kind of like fell in line. And I, I, I'm more of a leader and a little bit more outgoing than most, I would say. Um, some say more flamboyant and outspoken, but I had to really like, you know, just kind of fall into the role that I was given and that's totally fine. I enjoyed it, but I always felt like I wanted to do my own thing, you know, and I wanted to put as much energy into something and get the exact same in return. I never felt like I got that out of professional soccer. Um, you know, the difference between Jeff Cameron and Stuart Holden and Mike Chabala or Kaylin Carr, like everybody's an amazing professional, but the guys that go on abroad and play, you know, there's not a lot of difference. I mean, not to say that they're not amazing because they are. Jeff's a fantastic athlete, but not everybody gets to plan their retirement like Brian Ching, and it happens to everybody. Not even myself, David Beckham went through it and did a, a documentary about it, and it's very difficult for a lot of players. So the bottom line is when I finished playing, I was missing the locker room. Um, I was trying to stay in shape, and I was trying to find options in the fitness market to really um, keep myself on point from like in the personal side trying to play again. Simultaneously, I was trying to meet people. I was really having a hard time, and I stumbled upon this thing called Soul Cycle and Barry's Boot Camp and CrossFit and Bar Method, yoga. And I was really excited about the idea of, you know, trying different workouts and having different experiences. And I asked somebody, I was like, is there a soccer workout? And they're like, no. So I was like, they're like, everybody just goes to play indoor leagues and goes to play on their outdoor leagues. But like, there's not like this workout that's soccer based that you can just drop in anytime. And it was like baffling for me. And you know, what started out as just me training a bunch of my friends started to like slowly turn into 
something more. And uh, again, like when I finished, I was really motivated to not just like start my own business because I actually brokered natural gas for two years. I, I actually, ask you that earlier. I actually, I worked at a private equity firm for six months. I worked at Morgan Stanley for six months in, in uh, private wealth management. I failed at all of them. And uh, I mean, I was at the brokerage job for two years, but I found myself really missing football. I missed the locker room. I missed the connections and being on the This was all after professional soccer? Yeah, so over the past three years. And I just really wanted to be in the game, but in my own way. And I think for every player that's ever had the chance to play with me, they would always say, easygoing, fun, you know, enjoyed playing on the field, but enjoyed playing as much off. And, and I kind of believe in balance. And for me, that or what sphere is, is kind of the balance of, of two worlds. The serious, soccer-centric, like, obsessive, you know, uh, diehards, but then this universe that has never really met soccer, that in the fitness industry doesn't really exist. I mean, you either play soccer and you're a competitive player or you just don't play at all. And for me, I'm, I'm really, I'm out to change the game. Yeah, I mean, it's obvious when you do a workout like this, it's like, man, like, time goes by super fast. And, like, going to the gym and spending 45 minutes, it's like, oh, my God, 45 minutes. And I think this is an overall workout. This really drains you. All right, I ain't going to go. But yeah. um, you mentioned something very important that I've always, I've always wondered, I've always thought, and I probably this is the first time I've had the opportunity to ask it. The way that athletes go out, you know, sometimes I know Stu, Stuart, in his case, it was an injury. He just kept getting injured, getting injured, and I think he was done with it. And he was a, he became a commentator on Fox. Um, what would you say to athletes? What would you recommend to them that, you know, to, to avoid just going into a, a hole after they're done when, when an unexpected in, injury happens or something unexpected happens and they have to end their career. What what would be, like, your advice that, you know, looking back, you're like, you know what, this is what I would tell athletes right now. I, and, I mean, and again, I go back to why I started this in the first place. It was because I really wanted to help my teammates, my former coworkers and competitors when they finished. Like, it was really important for me to, to give them an option of either, A, creating a sphere or even helping them just through the transitional process. And the one thing for me is I was almost ashamed. Like, I was embarrassed that I wasn't playing anymore. And I didn't feel confident in even having any type of communication with the guys that were playing on the, in the locker room. And unfortunately, even for me, I mean, the Dynamo offered to, like, let me sell Dynamo tickets for $19,000. Like, that was their offer to me when I finished. I mean, you're talking about a guy that played in the league and won two championships. I mean, literally, like, and played almost 10 years in the league, and they're like, hey, here's 19000 You can sell tickets for me? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's a fucking So for me, it's it's... You know, I, I came back to Houston after playing in D.C. when I was 29 years old. My grandfather passed away. My contract wasn't picked up, and Dominic was very fortunate. Um, not fortunate, but, uh, you know, was kind enough to give me the opportunity to try out, try out for the team. And Andrew Hanal actually left and went abroad, and it opened up a defending spot, and, when I, and I took it. Like, I played my way into a spot, and I, you know, getting traded away and coming back. But I wanted to come back here, not because I wanted to be back on the Dynamo, it's because I wanted to be back in Houston. And I wanted to be back in Houston because my network was so strong. And so one of the things that I did while I was playing is I always listened to Craig Weibel. And for those that remember Craig Weibel, they call him the peaceful warrior. Um, they call them, you know, a little bit of like the mayor of Houston, bald-headed, just... Uh, 
you know, gentle giant, if you will, but this guy was extremely intelligent and he believed in networking and creating opportunities and he kind of had to because that generation before our generation, our mind is, if you will, they didn't make a lot of money. So it was always about what was going to be next. And now you look at him, you know, he's a general manager of Salt Lake City and he's doing extremely well. But he always took every interview and he always told me, don't ever say no. Like, anybody that asks you for an interview, a TV interview, a radio interview, be the guy that says yes. And I did that like every single time. And so over the course of, um, you know, over the course of my, you know, tenure here in Houston over seven years, I said, my network was too strong that I, I needed to come back here. I felt like I had unfinished business. And so my advice to players that are playing, currently playing is, you know, what they're doing at the moment should be to just like you would work on your financial planning, like just like you would work on your 401ks, your insurance, um, you know, buying a house, etc. You have to look at what's next and you have to look at it like, oh, I'm not putting my career first because the league and the idea of coaching, of making you those put those blinders on, I mean, you do need to, but you have to be thinking about what it is that actually excites you about soccer and what areas that you really enjoy maybe outside of it and not being afraid to explore those things and to put yourself out there. I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a crime of the lack of... I would say effort by guys that are playing in the league to market themselves and to grow their personal brands while they're playing. I think there's such humility in being a part of a soccer team. One, because we're not on Barcelona or Real Madrid where guys are making millions of dollars and we're not Cristianos and you know we're all hardworking American players for the most part that make an average of $60,000, and Some people don't even know that. It's just started to kind of change the and, last few and it, years. And it will. Um, I'm rambling, but I would say, you know, my advice to those guys would be to use your network, use your platform, be strategic in the way that you want to play. And I don't mean just play on the field, but play off the field. And then it's it's like death. I mean, it sounds morbid, but like my grandfather passed away. That's when my world changed and where I realized I'm not going to play forever. I'm not going to live forever. And I need to figure out what I'm going to do. And A, not only just like transitioning and continuing to live, but like how am I going to leave my legacy? Like what am I going to leave behind? Because I'm, I'm not going to be... Chris Wondolowski and maybe beat Landon Donovan, you know, and the top goal scorers. Like, I'm not gonna be David Beckham and do, like that. That that Get wasn't the cards. <laughs> but that's okay. Like, I'm still gonna own a soccer team. Like, I'm still gonna have a fixture in MLS. But I think it's more about not turning your back on what you love and accepting like what is to come, and then and then and then focusing on how to take advantage of that and using what you have around you as far as your resources into bettering yourself, educating yourself, you know, further like immersing yourself into an area and not waiting until tomorrow, but doing it today. You mentioned something about coming back to Houston. Aside from the network that you had here, what makes the city special? Because you could have just gone back to like Portland or you could have gone here from Fresno, right? Yeah, California, California. Or you could have done this somewhere else. Like what about Houston other than your network does it feel different? I mean, what, what's the vibe that you picked up here that you're like, man, Houston is home? 
Yeah, I, I go back to the I go back to the community and the network. I go back to the. I mean, when I moved here was when the Houston Dynamo was Houston 1836. Like we were a, a, a black scarf with just Houston across it, with no mascot, with no colors, with with no brand identity at Robertson Stadium, with a bunch of hardworking Wade Barretts, Dwayne Derisarios, oh Brian Chings that had a fucking chip on their shoulder and said, "Bring on the whole league. We'll take every one of you on." And I mean, I get chills, but like, I got the that's, chills. That's 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 what the fuck I'm about. Like, when you see this, like, I'm three years broke, living on couches, like, taking balls to a field. Like, I've started all over. Like, I'm the fucking ball boy. I've been the ball boy for three years. When all my friends are playing professionally, everybody's still traveling and driving BMWs and playing around. Like, but I know what I'm working towards, and I know what I'm actually like, actually after. And you go back to why I'm doing it here cost of living. Our market is so far behind East and West Coast trends. There's a huge opportunity. Health and wellness is booming and there's such an um, eclectic group. And we're the what, fourth largest city in the country. Yeah, we're probably so not third. People just don't want to admit it. We're, we're so far behind that like it's like it's so important that we that we take advantage of that. And I said like I played for the Houston Dynamo for seven years. Like seven seasons. Like all those interviews, all those media requests, all those things that I did, it was like, okay, I'm doing this for a reason. And so when I left and I had an opportunity to maybe come back, it was a no-brainer for me. I was like, why would I not why would I not want to come back? Like why would I not want to go and take advantage of those relationships and that experience with the Houston Dynamo and say, let me explore it. I can always move again. I wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna retire here. I just had moved around so many times that in my gut, I just felt like this is the place that I needed to be at the moment, and I needed to dig in and say, listen, like, I didn't know I was going to start Sphere, like, right when I finished. I had no idea. I had no idea. But I just had this feeling internally that I said, I needed to I needed to be there, and this is where I needed to be. Hold on one second. Babe. Hi, babe. I'm just, I'm finishing an interview right now. Okay, I'll call you right back. You, you mentioned... Don't get a girlfriend. <laughs> Ever. You mentioned... Ever. A, Don't do it. <laughs> Brad Lee, you still on there? Um, you mentioned there was a... Um, you mentioned D-Ro, Ching, like the fucking goats. The goats. Fr- the, the, the team that like yeah. I grew up watching. Um, I think the first time I met you was at, a, at Academy on I-10 when it was Stuart, Brian, you. Yeah. And I was trying to dig for that picture today because I was going to bring it to you, but I couldn't find it in my hard drive. But what do you think is so different from that team to today's team? Because the league obviously has gotten faster, and it's going to keep advancing as they bring in more players. Choke. What Choke do you it. think is... What Sorry. do you think is, uh, I guess... The difference between the team back then and now, aside from that chip in the soul. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think, um, well, I mean, the, the the league has changed completely, right? So we're talking about, uh, like, first off, just money. I mean, we're talking about the growth. So there's more teams now, soccer-specific stadiums now. If we're talking specifically about the Dynamo, I mean, let's just be obvious. Like, we've changed the style of play. Like, you went from Dominic Kinnear, and now, I mean, Wilmer is amazing, and he has had a, a good run with the club, but... There's no question of the style of play that Gabriel Brenner and Wilmer are trying to impose. Uh, More with, foreigners, within, too. 100%. 
there's no there's no secret like th- I think for a long time that they've always envisioned that this was going to be the new Chivas USA um, <laughs> yeah. but I mean it was yeah. an, it was it was an, I mean Luis I mean look at the guys we brought Franco Caracho like Luis Landin mm-hmm. like we've had I mean when we first started like Ronald Cerritos and Alejandro Moreno I mean we've like inherited and we've also like wanted to embrace those guys and I mean you know I think by getting Torres, I mean, it was like a, a a huge step for like, you know, really pushing the envelope and saying like, how can we really embrace the Hispanic community here? And, um, you know, Boniac Garcia was probably one of the best players I've ever played with. So you did play with him for like a season, right? Or yeah, too. Yeah. I mean, so I just think the style of play, I think the, the rosters are a lot younger than what they used to be. I mean, I think the average age of our team when I was on it was like 32, 31. I mean, we had 35s and 6-year-olds. I mean, the league is faster. The skill and the pace of play is, is, much, more, is much better. Um, and, I mean, you know, the standard is just, is just risen. So with that and with more foreigners coming in, with the more allocation money, um, and there's more of a desire for... Zlatan and you know Rooney's and you know these, I mean they kind of come retire here don't they I mean is that yeah, kind of how it's seen or no yes but it that 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 number is coming down lower like guys are, are starting to like start to cr- like trickle in like I mean yeah no question I mean anybody wants to live in the United States like we're one of the best countries in the world and now our league is starting to pay guys and our infrastructure is equivalent or if not better we just don't have the legacy and the the the, the, the past of a Liverpool and a Man United and an AC Milan or a Barcelona but I mean we're in a period of absolute growth for millennials that have grew up grown up playing soccer that are transitioning to having families and now their kids are are, are growing up watching football soccer not American football. I mean, the the games change, and so is like our our teams. You you mentioned something about wanting to own a team. That would obviously be the Dynamo, right? If you had the chance, or would it be another team out somewhere in the league? I don't know if I um, I would say like I at this moment like no like which team I um I think I'm more interested in like who I would hire and like the guys that I would actually want to like work with. And, um, like, there's no question I want Sphere to be on the front of a jersey. I can tell. No question. Um, and owning a team would be even more. And employing some of those guys that get me up at, like, 4 in the morning and work extra hard because I'm like, you're going you're gonna to see me again. And uh, I don't really care. At this moment, it's not like I'm a desire to do that. Like, my, my interest is in... Sphere. Yeah, my interest is in growing my own club, my own community, like, my own league. I'm, I'm interested in helping people beyond just actually like on the field I mean so much of my experience in football has has really you asked me in the very beginning like why sphere like what happened like how did you create it what is it all about and unfortunately like through my time as a professional like wasn't always great it wasn't always oh my god they're amazing they're on the field no it's fucking shitty like people don't know that sleeping on floors and it was being broke and exploited and um I mean, playing six years for, like, basically $30,000 because I got fucked by the team and, like, the organization for, like, getting a shitty contract because my agent was representing the, t- the coach. I mean, there's so many bad things that, that have happened that, um, you know, it's like, oh, nobody cares. Shut up. Just go play soccer. You're lucky to be playing. And it's like, yeah, cool, but... Where's the money? 
It's important. We all need to live and make a living, and um, I'm by no means am I even regretful of anything because, quite frankly, like I'm where I'm at, and I'm so, I couldn't be happier because of the experiences that I um, was able to endure while I was playing. So the motivation for me is is to obviously personally grow and to continue to connect people um, on and off the field. As you say that, um, I'm just thinking about how you, you basically have created a following through Sphere, through your name, on the field, off the field. And a lot of times, like people don't, I was reading about Tillman Fertitta and how he purchased the Rockets and not only did he have enough balls to pull the triggers that he did in writing some checks to Leslie in advance, but the main reason he was, he was the one that had the front line to buy the team was because the city knew him. And so I think a lot of a lot of times people don't understand that if the city doesn't know you, I mean, they don't want you in front of the team. And I don't, I, I personally, I probably haven't seen Brenner maybe once or twice at a game. I know he stays a lot in Colorado, and I always just wonder like what, like why, what can the what can the sports team owners, what can they do to like be more passionate? Because I mean, if I own the team, I would love to be like. On the court, every, every day on the sidelines. You I mean, want to be like, what, like Mark Cuban, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like just right super there. animated in there. I mean, listen, like Gabriel's great. I think for an owner, some it's like a timing of, of like social media and like that. He's baby boomer. Like they're trying to learn and go backwards. Where, like everything of social media and podcasting and vlogging and being like very intertwined within the organizations. I think Merritt Paulson's one of the owners in the league that actually does a good job. Uh, although he's like really outspoken, um, really likes to get involved in the community and, and even online. I mean, I always tell Brian Ching this and I would tell this to him to face. He could be the general manager of the Houston Dynamo if he, cho- if he chose to. Like if he wanted to, he could be the boss. Mm-hmm. He could be the mayor of the city if he really truly wanted to. And that's not to say that he does or doesn't but um, like I do like I have every interest in helping this community and whether that's in a in a in a political role or whether that's in just like a, a financial position to be able to help the youth like in soccer programs and inner city schools is it to you know expand the reach of like the Houston community um, I mean it was such like a philanthropic and, and um, an amazing place to be but Ultimately, for me, like the the role of like a general manager and the role of an owner is is more than what has been done in the past. And I think not only just from like off the field, but on. I mean, players need to know that like their owner has their best interest. They need to know that like they're willing to do things for them that they wouldn't necessarily think that they would do. And it is it is scary like when you your job's on the line every single day you play a bad game you don't know the longevity of your career an injury keeps you like up at night because something might be you never know and so I think that it's um, you know professional sports come with obviously all the risks and uh, and and you know liabilities but I think as myself and becoming you know in a position in the future one day hopefully to be able to manage or even own it's super important to bring the community with me. As I learned in Portland, there's such an amazing connection between club and supporters. And I think that's very transparent in the way that the community supports the team. I think you have to listen to the people. Go- going back to Sphere, what's like the importance of 
cash flow in the business and what's like your biggest goal that you probably can tell us for Sphere? Like what's, what do you envision with Sphere? Connection. My goal is to connect the world through a ball. Like my goal is to connect random strangers in the most unique way possible. Like I don't even believe that we're a fitness concept. I believe that we're a business based off of connectivity, creating atmospheres and relationships and um, in the most unorthodox and, and unique soccer specific ways possible. I mean, as far as like my number one goal, my goal is to create a global brand that is based off of not just soccer workouts and the best training to become a Cristiano Ronaldo. No, like, and that's not it. But what I see is a world that is digital. I see a world that is losing its touch with humanity and personal interaction. And I see a big, big opportunity for not even millennials, but the Z generation that is so glued to their phone and social media that they're, that they're actually losing touch with how to actually converse and communicate to cultivate relationships and even meet someone. I'm talking about like digitally dating though on Bumble and like using <laughs> Tinder yeah, to like set up and then, and then when you actually get to the date, you're actually still texting and you're still tweeting and you're still Snapchatting. And I, I'm not saying that like I'm setting up an actual program and concept for creating relationships on dating, but it's, it has happened already and it will continue to happen because soccer is unique. The one thing that we're doing is we're not focusing on the professional market like every other person does in the world that goes for the kids because the parents are going to pay. I'm actually going for the parents. I'm actually going for the fans in the crowd. Like I'm going for the people that already have maybe played soccer a long time ago, but after high school didn't decide to go and pursue a collegiate career and there's just no other option for them. Well, now there is. And I think as we grow and we expand and we continue to open spheres around the country, um, I think we'll be able to offer classes and pickup games and workouts that will allow people to enjoy the benefits of soccer fitness, um, you know, be able to enjoy the connectivity and, um, and camaraderie of a locker room that you know, soccer creates. And quite frankly, I think a different brand that meets the general community, not just a soccer community that's actually soccer-based, rather than only being very soccer-centric like Adidas and, you know, only soccer and only Nike that's just super hyper-focused on, like, the top-line brands, but something that meets the consumer in a much more fresh and, I would say, luxury line, but that's approachable for everybody. To wrap it up... Um Tell us, tell us about the classes that Sphere offers and how can people find out more about your brand, your business, your, your fitness, <laughs> I guess, activity. Because I'm telling you, this thing was pretty cool. I mean, time went by real quick. And, I mean, we saw people of all ages, um, all shapes and sizes. I mean, it was fun. Yeah, was thank fun. you. I'm glad you came, man. I really appreciate thank you you, uh, you giving us a shot before, you know. And um, so... When I created the concept, I looked at what it takes to be a complete player. So, like, the concept is based around being a, a complete player in the sense of, again, not only being a good player on the field, but off. And when I looked at myself and my previous training that I would do to make sure that I was ready for preseason, that I was ready to go in to, like, my professional season, I needed to play 
So I created a class based off of just playing. I needed skill work, so I created a class off as of just skill work. I created a power class at the Four Seasons, which we're licensed to and have a great partnership here They're in town. Awesome. And that class is called power, but that was my off-season workout, which is basically treadmill and medicine ball work. Um, and then I created a like a flowing yoga class that was, it's a little bit different. Um, and then you need to train your body, so weights and working out wise, just to like stay toned and trim. And so I created a class based off of that. And then finally, a class that kind of encompasses all of those things together is which what you took tonight, which is our signature class, which is called Sphere. And ultimately, like Sphere is the world, like Sphere is a soccer ball. We're essentially bringing everything together and to one 45 minute class, which is a half of a soccer game and creating everything that I just touched on, touch, playing, skill, body work, um, teamwork, and obviously like the like the, re- the recovery part into like one session so you can check us out uh, sphere.club is the website sphere um, s-p-h-e-r-e dot club like a soccer club um, our Instagram and um, online handles for Twitter and Facebook is uh, at sphere.club again so very easy to find us and uh, to get more information I haven't announced this yet but I'll drop it here. We're opening our first location in River Oaks. So no I'll be signing the lease tomorrow on my 31st, 30, 34th birthday. Holy um, shit. Yeah, so I thought it three would be... Three years in, right? Three years in, um, 34th birthday. Uh, it's time. Yeah, it's time. So we're um, we're really excited. We're, our team is growing. We've got an amazing group of it's players and coaches. And, uh, you know, the guys, have they've all put their time in. And uh, this is the next natural step for us. And we're excited to to finally show not only Houston, but the, the soccer community and the world and the fitness market of what we're actually up to. And it's for any age from six and up or? So we have a class that's called mini that is for like your youth um, soccer players. And um, it's a little bit unique and different in its way because we combine the parents and the kids together for a workout. Um, but of course, I mean, I train kids that are trying to play professionally. So, I mean, we do offer private groups, um, small groups like any other, you know, studios or, or individual training sessions. The only thing is that you're getting professional soccer players training your kids or even yourself. But our main focus is our group classes and are very open for not only just soccer pe- players, but for anybody, like, zero skill is required. Is there a certain, like, price range or membership price, or how does it Yeah, go? we're adjusting. Um, it'll, some, it'll be somewhere between, like, $75 and $125 for unlimited classes a month. Um, obviously, like, we'll run, a, like, a schedule, like a yoga studio or a spin studio where you can essentially pick from like five to seven times so a day awesome. and not have to worry about, okay, well, where am I going to play soccer today and text a bunch of your buddies? You're not going to have to, you know, wait th- till Thursday to play in your co-ed league or Saturday morning with your over 30 league. I mean, <laughs> it could be one o'clock on a Tuesday and you get off of work early and you're like, shit, I just want to go play soccer right now. Oh, let's go to Sphere. And then you'll be able to like dive in and just go and play. So that's, um, I think that the convenience is what we're really focusing on. We're focused on maximizing that 45 minutes so that you can not only get your workout in, but you can meet new people, um, that you can connect on and off the field with somebody and be done. And then, you know, not have to like linger and play 90 minutes and then drive out somewhere and then drive back. But the convenience of being in town, uh, very close to the old kicks indoor, right in the heart center of Houston, Texas, Mm -hmm. and be able to really try something that just hasn't been 
uh, seen by not only just like the soccer community but the fitness community. Like we're the first to to the space and sharing soccer to not only the soccer community but also to the general fitness community. That is so awesome. I mean, it makes me happy to know that you're actually starting your first location. To be working with a a brand like Four Seasons is just completely like... Yeah, I'm very fortunate. So when I first started, the concept was in the Four Seasons in Kona, Hawaii. And that's actually where all of the energy and the ideas started to conceptualize. And I can't explain it. All I can say is if you've ever been to Hawaii, there's like an unspoken energy um, that people always talk about. And it's uh, it's called the aloha spirit. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people study it and if you Google it, but a lot of people always say like, wow, Hawaiians look so young and youthful. And it could be because of lack of stress and the island life and and um, and all the, you know, the, the vitamin D that everybody gets. But I really can't explain the energy that the, the um, that the that the island really creates for for not only just you know people that are visiting but for for I mean just you know anybody that's there and I mean for me that was a game changer when I was there at the Four Seasons in Kona and spending time actually thinking about the concept and developing the idea um, and I was hiding like I didn't have a team I was basically running Sphere in Kona Hawaii and I was really trying to figure out like what I was going to do next and. I started running actual sphere classes. I started running power classes. I started running toka classes. And I started, I didn't even know it, but that's what I started to do. And, you know, I would be given a different space. And so I'd like figure out how to add more people into it. And, you know, and then some new players heard about it and some parents heard about it. And then when I moved back and I said I needed to come back to Houston, the four seasons contacted the four seasons here. Wow. And that's how the relationship came about. And I'm, yeah, I've been really lucky because... For me, the growth with the hotel is everything, and um, you know we've really poured a lot into them, and they've uh, reciprocated. So we're we're really lucky and very fortunate to be uh, teamed up with such a premium brand. Any plans working with other hotels like the Post Oak or something like that? I, I believe in loyalty. So for me, I'm actually wanting to just be exclusive. Like to the I could say for the first time in my life, I believe in monogamy. Like I'm really trying to just like be. Uh, exclusive and date just the four seasons I I hope to grow a global brand um, a workout concept with them they gave you a chance and um, and keep it just with their their brand I mean I I look at sphere as a as a a concept that's for everybody but I would like our brand to be a premium one something that's more I don't say luxury but something that is a little bit more sought after mm-hmm. um, and I think that our partnerships are the way that we kind of speak to that and hopefully with our our graphic and design and our, um, our branding cool. <laughs> that uh, we keep it very clean and simplistic but um, sexy and fun all right all right, peeps. Well, if you're not following Mike Chabala, please follow him. Please follow Sphere. What's your uh, Instagram handle? Uh, my Instagram handle is Mike Chabala, M-I-K-E-C-H-A-B-A-L-A. Um, shoot me a DM. Come to a class. I got you for free. And uh, I really appreciate you having me on here, man. And I love Thank you love connecting time. with the uh well, I mean, I love your stuff, man. I was looking at your Instagram and you know, a lot of motivational stuff on there and some, specifically one about P. Diddy, you know, and oh, yeah. it is one of my favorite like videos because I sent it to some of my guys in the, in the past and I, you know, I just, you know, I'm a big Gary Vee fan. Like oh, really? I love, wow. I love, uh, 
I love listening to podcasts when I run and Lewis. Um, and I'm really I'm really like exploring that for myself and I saw you and that opportunity and I was like I absolutely would love to see the opportunity and yeah and, and it's just amazing you know to hear people's story and as like this is my first podcast that I'm actually doing with somebody really so I really it's, appreciate it's that. cool to um, to get the ball rolling literally and uh, figuratively to to just start because you know one day I hope to be sharing a bigger story and we'll be able to look back on you know the three year mark of what we were doing and where we're going yeah I mean and the whole purpose behind this starting the podcast was because I told this in the previous episode but when, when Houston lost the deal to Amazon, I was, like, completely pissed. You cannot talk to me that day. I was just so furious, and I was like, what can we do to not lose the bid again on another deal like that? Because I know Apple was trying to do a second headquarters. And so I said, I can't go blame the Greater Houston Partnership, or I can't go blame the mayor. I can't go blame somebody. I'm like... I've got to take responsibility for myself, and I've got to gather up people so yeah. that next time it's like, oh, yeah, it's Houston, fucking flooded city, traffic and shit. Yeah. Like, and they don't speak like that about us. So that is the whole purpose behind the podcast because, you know, I mean, there's no money in it, but I I enjoy it because I want to meet people, you know, and I, like, I, wanna, I want Houston to be known as, like, the city. Yeah, so, and, I, and that's why I'm here, too. So I think, you know, teaming up with the right ones and – preaching your message like playing in the direction that sets your soul on fire I always tell my team like listen like small passes lead to big goals and truly staying consistent and persistent and focusing on exactly what you want to do and if that's your fucking goal then like own that shit Mm -hmm. you know own it and own it and own it and own it and just keep going man and like anything with what I'm doing and what you're doing it's no different like like I'm I'm creating opportunities for people to connect through like fucking kicking balls you know I mean you're creating opportunities for people to share that message and to share how wonderful the city is and the people that actually make it that way so no I'm 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 admiring like what you're doing and continue to keep doing it and you know you got a new teammate so thank you come out and kick it again anytime okay yeah that's it guys and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode see ya